1: Jesus said to his disciples, take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do not do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you repay, do not be like the hypocrites, who love to stand and pray in the synagogues on and on streets, corners, so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go in your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will Repay you When you fast do not look gloomy like the hypocrites They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting Amen, I say to you they have received their reward But when you fast anoint your head and wash your face So that you may not appear to be fasting except to your father who is hidden And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The gospel of the Lord we implore
0: you on the behalf of christ be reconciled to god for our sake he made him to be sin who did not know sin so that he might become the righteousness of god in him this we hear our second readings from saint paul's second letter to the corinthians today this call and the role that christ plays in salvation and in Lent. If we step back a few weeks ago, there was a feast, the baptism of the Lord. The baptism of the Lord is a profound mystery, for the Lord goes out in the wilderness and John the Baptist baptizes the innocent one. But then God manifests himself, not only Christ, the true Lamb. But the Father speaks and the Holy Spirit descends upon him in the form of a dove. And I mention this, this revelation of God, who is love, will drive Jesus out into the desert for 40 days. The two occurrences, the baptism and that very first Lent, undertaken by Christ our God for us, was begun in that very sacred and holy moment of the baptism of the Lord, and the Spirit descends upon him in that mysterious way of the Trinity, manifesting itself and anointing the Lord in this particular way, though he's part of the Trinity too, but drives him out into the desert. That holy moment, that blowing of the Spirit, Is at work here. We can never forget that. We must never forget this. That what we do here and the mysteries that we hear about in scriptures unfold in our presence, and that this is a holy moment where we who have received the Spirit through the sacraments has anointed us. It's this spirit that drives us out into the desert. Why? The gospel tells us to not be sad, look sad, take on these, these kinds of attitudes of the world that says, I'm one who suffers. But rather, this is a moment of grace and a moment of joy. Often we see that one Sunday, the Sunday where we rose vestments, Laetare Sunday is the oasis in the midst of a desert. But in fact, we go out of the desert to be nourished, to find life. And this is what the Spirit drives us into, this great and holy moment that begins Lent, when we receive the sign of ashes to remind us of our mortality. And yet we know this is where we were anointed with the oil of chrism to receive that same Spirit. St. Paul would say that the Spirit and the flesh would war against each other. But in Christ, then, the spirit within conquers and guides the flesh and makes it holy, makes it wonderful. And as much, then, as we look towards a kind of repentance, repentance, and asceticism, and prayer, this, then, is not just to do something, but this is to find someone. This is to open our hearts to Christ our God pope benedict had said that lent stimulates us to let the word of god penetrate our life and to know the truth and this is that truth who we are where we come from where we must be sent and what path we must take in this life this is that call from god this season To be more fully what the Lord has called us to be to put down the idols in our hearts and our despair and our sin and we're in our weaknesses and know that we're nothing before him and come and allow him to conquer within us anyway he goes on thus the Lenten season offers us an ascetic and liturgical journey helping us to open our eyes in the face of weakness makes us open our hearts to the merciful love of christ sometimes and i know i did as a young person and come to lent as one who is strong one who could do these things and one could could do this penance and live this life and follow god and after years as a religious and a priest i discover that you come to Lent not like christ who is that person but as one weak as one that is hungry and thirsty, and of all things I come to the desert to drink and to feed on the riches of God's bounty. But it's precisely there that he would conquer, that he would bring life, that he would turn the dry lands, the waste, into a flowing, flowing rivers. Bring then the gift of his spirit and the gift of his life, the gift of resurrection to where there is only death. And that's where we come then, to the three great pillars of Lent, and the things that we do, and we undertake them in that spirit, not because we're strong, but because we are weak. And we want, we desire, in fact, we hear his call, come, bring your weakness, be strong now in me, and know me, and hear my voice. So that first pillar, prayer, He says it in the gospel. It's not about about doing it right. It's not about doing it before others. But in your own room in secret. And yes, we're here worshiping as a part of the Holy Church of God right now. And yet, there's that other aspect. The time where we encounter the Lord alone, like Nathaniel did under the, the, the fig tree so long ago. Or the saints do in the quiet of their room, hidden. or like St. Dominic who made a cell for the Lord in his heart. We close that door, not to close others out, but to bring then that Father, the Father who comes with the Son and the Spirit into our hearts, and we listen to him, and we pray. We don't have to know how. We just open the scriptures and see what the words say. We bring our rosary, and we allow Our Lady to take us on that journey through the mysteries of our son. And we speak to the Lord from our heart. And we stop and listen and wait. Prayer. He calls us into this wonderful pillar. And this is a time where we come. This is really then. This is where the desert is. There's much more life. If you know the desert, there's much more life in the desert than you think, isn't there? Those of you who've lived in the desert. It's not such a wasteland. But well, you leave the city and go out to the quiet place of prayer. And you have to watch and wait and see what life springs forth from there. Just like when Moses left, left Egypt, and behold, he discovers then a bush that was on fire and yet was not consumed. The second then is fasting we fast for many reasons but why should we fast and let why does the christian fast and there are other reasons we might do it conformity of christ of the poor saint john Chrysostom says it nicely says fasting cleanses the soul raises the mind subjects one's flesh to the spirit renders the heart contrite and humble scatters the clouds of concupiscence quenches the fire of lust and kindles the true light of chastity that we might enter again into ourselves this then this cleansing how is that accomplished though really we must do something and perhaps it's not about not eating at all it all depends on you perhaps about giving up something that you really like Perhaps it's just giving up sugar. I know one person gave up salt, of all things. I don't think they even had a health concern about it. But you know what was the benefit of that? It was in it their face every meal. They were always mindful, I'm doing this for God. I don't even have to. Giving up salt. Salt's in everything. Just like corn syrup's and everything. Just gave it up. And every, they were so conscious then of, of, of what they're eating. But they were also mindful that the Lord has given them this gift every time was that reminder and so it's that it's to strike our heart and make that choice of will it doesn't even know that'd be that big remember when naaman the leper went to israel and he wanted some great penance some great work because he wanted to be clearance of leprosy and the prophet said go wash in the jordan seven times he says really i traveled all this way for this but he did it he bent his will he joined with God. And it's not a subjection, is it? But the response to God and something that fasting or any kind of penance can open our way, that way to is to say that I am doing this for you but so that I can do all things with you and that your will might be accomplished in our hearts. Prayer and fasting that knowing of god and learning to do his will that this is the key part of the spiritual life of the catholic journey that we all must embrace lord am i doing your will vocationally this wednesday right now what would you have me do because once we find out what he would have us do That's where we find and hear, discern, and experience the movement of the spirit. The final pillar, almsgiving, works of charity. I actually misspoke. That first quote was from Augustine. This one's from John Chrysostom. No act of virtue can be great if it is not followed by advantage for others. So no matter how much time you spend fasting, no matter how much time you sleep on a hard floor, eat ashes or sigh continually. If you do no good for others, you do nothing great. That's interesting. That's that final level of spiritual maturity. We think it's it's then to flee the world and be in the desert alone. But St. Anthony the Great Hermit, the first really saints of religious life, goes into the desert find God and returns and preaches and speaks of God to others. Or in a different way, St. Benedict. St. Benedict, father of Western monasticism. He talks about hermits and the rule. And he says the hermit can go to the wilderness once they live in community for a number of years and master charity. So it's not running away from people. It's running to God and loving them allowing the Lord to teach him to love him and others. It is the greatest work, is charity. And so in our own little way, we bring the weakness, our little, our little self-love before the Lord. and We ask him, there's little five loaves and fishes. And we ask him, Lord, teach me to love. And one of the ways to begin to do that is to give to others, to give to those in need. And there are so many needs. And, and it moves our hearts. So these pillars, these of of prayer, fasting, almsgiving, form this arc of the spiritual life, knowing God, doing his will, and living in his love. This then is why this is a holy moment, because it reminds us for what we're created, it sends us in this mission to this journey. And we go forth, not as Christ, the great soldier who conquered, not like Goliath in pride, but rather like david who relies entirely on the power and the will of god and so we come here again not strong but weak and that's not sad that's where we rejoice because then we discover his strength and the gift of the spirit that he gives us so this is what the words of paul means that we heard He implores us on the behalf of christ be reconciled to god be united to him with all things. Learn to do his will. Hear his voice. Come to him with your sin. But know then of his mercy and his power to conquer it within you. If you begin to ask and allow your life and all that you do to be in conformity with him and in his righteousness, his goodness, his holiness, that anointing of the spirit will be ours and will not just be blown in the desert than to seek him but that spirit will move us our whole life that we might proclaim our true God and even though today we think then of our mortality it's only so we can remember our immortality so that we can recall for what we are created and allow this imposition of the asterisks the sign of mourning and repentance to also be a sign of glory a reminder Of how we are anointed with the Spirit as well, and always guided by His voice, His will, that gift of love, which is the Spirit of God. We say today that we are as our dust, and thus we shall return, but also that life-giving praise, repent, and believe in the gospel, so that we might truly live.